When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut I'm not going to start it in the same way I did before. This is this has been the fourth time we started this podcast. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what episode it is. It doesn't matter what series it is. It doesn't even matter what fucking podcast you're listening to. What matters right now is that that was one of the greatest moments in the Premier League history that Spurs have had. Is that a true or false statement, T? 100,000% true, mate. It was... There's a thing of beauty because, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of journalists say that they write their match report before the game's finished. You just think, you know, control A, delete, start again. That's what that was, mate, because um, I was happy with the equaliser. I thought, okay, I'm all right here. But equaliser, no, what's this? Hello. <laughs> and and, and that, that second goal came, like, it was, it was madness how it came about. It was just what was really difficult previously and what has been difficult for this entire season is us to carve apart another team. And we did it once and it was, it was like a lot of, uh, it was great ball over from Hoybier to Doherty to, to create the mayhem that enabled the ball to drop for Bervine. But the second goal was like poetry. John. It, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful goal mate i am um, the last couple of weeks some friends of mine i grew up with we have a whatsapp group and we've been basically bemoaning the state of of current football right and we sort of realized it's an age thing we're old maybe the game's just changed or whatever but i've for various different reasons become quite disillusioned with the game and one of the things that i said is i can't remember the last time i saw a striker go round a goalkeeper uh, it just don't happen anymore it never happens no one, no one plays a through ball and someone goes round the keeper and in that moment, when when that ball went through, I just thought, oh, fucking hell, you've just given the ball back to the keeper. And then I just see Bergvine just getting on the end of it. And I'm like, holy fuck, go around the keeper. And he goes around the keeper and then has the composure to slot it. And honestly, that's one of the best moments I can remember since the Champions League run of genuinely enjoying an end of a game, a climax like that. It was like a climax. I climaxed in my pants with the goal. It was fucking great. And that feeling is something that I've missed for a long time. We deserved it, mate. We actually, had, we did have a question from, um, it was from uh, North London is ours. He says, what's the most impressive thing that you can, you, you've done in 80 seconds? My answer to that was not coming. Like, you know, when you're having like a proper good sex session, like everything's like kicking off and like things are, things are flying all over the place. Bodies are flying all over the place. Some are dead. And then, um, and uh, and then and then and then you you enter, and inevitably because of all the excitement that's gone before, you climax easily within eighty seconds. So every time I go beyond eighty seconds, I feel like that's an accomplishment. What Bervine did then was a seismic shift away from my achievements. It was unbelievable. T, what what's your greatest achievement in eighty seconds? God, I haven't really got I haven't got anything to hand. But um I think I probably there's been some great wanks that I've had shorter than eighty seconds though. Um remember what is watching some you know you know um back in the day, Friday night you used to get that like, Euro trash and because there was no porn up back then, you know, there wasn't really much to really rub one out over. So um I'm watching this random show and nothing much is happening. All of a sudden the the, the presenter just lets us off with um a lady on on the bed. I'm like, what the fuck's that about? Just random. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I rubbed one out. So <laughs> yeah, I I rubbed one out. <laughs> the moment they, the moment they, you know, as up to the moment that I jizzed. Yeah, that's probably that's, the most exciting thing I've done. Both both of ours are about not jizzing under eighty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fighting cock. Come on, but what do you expect? I don't know, I'm hope, gonna, hopefully, I'm go... something a bit more wholesome from John Boyer. 
<laughs> well, sorry to let you down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick true to form, but I'm going to go the other way. Um, this was many moons ago in my sort of late teens, my first uh, lads' holiday, and we uh, we met a couple of these girls around the pool, staying in the same hotel as us, and. Me and a friend of mine find ourselves back in their room. It's the usual, like, um, sitting on, you know, those two single beds you get in, like, Greece when you have a twin room and it's just, like, there's nothing in these, like, hotel rooms and it's just the two girls and me and my mate. And it's very obvious that he does not fancy the unattractive one. He's not into her. She's into him. I'm trying to get with this girl I really like, right? And we're sitting in there trying to make small talk, trying to, like, do what we we're trying to do. Um, but it's it's too awkward right it's the middle of the day it's not like we're pissed up so my mate decides i'm going to take one for the team here and so he says to this uh girl aren't you you know just tidy up my eyebrows a little bit for me just take me into the bathroom and you can just pluck my eyebrows like get my eyebrows shaped because she loves goes off into the bathroom gives me gives me the wink as if to say right you've got you've got as long as it takes to, to tweeze my eyebrows that's how long you've got now i estimated it was probably around 80 seconds i think i went from a semi to to coming within that time period it was so hot it was so sweaty when he came out when they when they came out of the room he knew what had happened he could, he knew he knew he could see it in my eyes the shame but she had she but but the other girl had no idea she was like you're a bit sweaty you too I'm like yeah yeah, yeah it's hot yeah she put the fan on and then um put the fan open a window put, open a, put just a stench on. the stench of oh. cum, cum and quim juice well, and a big fat i was hairy then and i was 19 um so 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 that i think that was my greatest achievement although i will um i will give a shout out to my friend because i just thought oh what a great guy you know he's like caused a diversion tactic very selfless of him so as we were leaving and walking down he was like oh, i'd get on i went oh yeah you know got down to business like i had sex with her it was great thanks mate for sorting it out and he went Oh, don't worry about it. She gave me a hand job in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So everyone's happy. Then. So it's so a win-win. So win-win. So, uh, out of the four of you, who lost the most? I think the the bird who just had to have a dick in her hand was probably the. Well, well, yeah. She's 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 basically manicured someone's eyebrows and then given them a wank job. She's she's completely fumbled the bag there and then it entered back into a sweaty hot sex room. Or, or maybe she's just negotiated the situation, realised that you know this is not going to happen, but I'm going to give something good. To a, this is the problem with men, isn't it? Is the fact that you know, getting a hand job, you feel like, well, that that's their job to make this happen for me. Whereas maybe she thought, actually, you know, I'm doing, I want him to feel some pleasure here. Whereas you two yeah. have just gone, yeah, couple of pigs, like a pair, pair of pair of pigs. <laughs> um, we, I, 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 there was this message on Twitter. It wasn't to us directly, but I noticed it. Uh, and uh, this bloke said, well, we definitely need to make the, the song Tottenham Get Battered Everywhere We Go our very own. A bit like Leeds and Man United have done with We All Ate Leeds Come and Who The Fuck Are Man United. I love that energy. I absolutely love that energy. What do you what do you make of that, T? Reclaim. Reclaim. That's what it is. It's a bit like um, Ebo and um, Friday. That's my bike. That's my song. Yeah. That's what it's going to be, you know. Um the thing of beauty, because, you know, the songs, I mean, you, as you said on Five Statements, check out our Patreon. You know, they're, they're going through the routine of Spurs songs that we fucking hate. And I'm just like, fuck, you know, it's happened again. I'm going to get better everywhere they go. And as they were singing the song, he crashes into the box, deflects off him, Ergwan smashes it in. I think that song will always have memories of Leicester. Wait, um, so the thing beautiful. is, is what, what started out as a, it wasn't even a, it, if I remember rightly, it goes back to like 
when when Spurs fans were attacked in Lazio and yeah. the fighting in Seville, Seville as well. The Lazio thing was one thing, like a, a bunch of normal fans got attacked by some sort of neo-Nazi group that, that attached themselves to Napoli. But in Seville, Spurs fans didn't get battered at all. That, that we we got charged by police and there were truncheons and whatnot. But it was not. There weren't a lot of Spurs fans backing down. It was. You know, it was. It weren't like we were just having a truncheon shoved up our ass or anything like that. Um, but it, I think it comes from that, and then obviously the stuff in the World Cup with Scotland get battered with everywhere they go. That that happens as well. But now it's sort of transferred onto us. But what I like about it, this is a great opportunity. This is what the how, how how you need to deflect the abuse you get is the next time we'll win the game if we're beating Chelsea. 3-1 at Stamford Bridge this weekend and the entire way end is going Tottenham get battered everywhere they go when we're winning that is turning their shit inside out that's the way you need mm-hmm. to to deal with this stuff it's 100% there's a geezer called Naif Coys and uh, he, he, he mentioned this but it, it, it wasn't just him it was it, this feels like a sort of an understanding of, of you're right to Dying. <laughs> the guy mute. This feels like cracking it down the wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> this this feels like it feels like an opportunity here, and the idea of beating a team four 0 was and Spurs are on the upward trajectory here. Like the Leicester game was a test, but and and there'll be many more decent games to come for us to use this now and turn it on the heads of fucking West Ham who inevitably will be on some sort of downward trajectory as we are on our upward trajectory. I think it's a great opportunity. So it isn't about saying Leicester get battered everywhere they go, West Ham get battered everywhere they go, Arsenal get... Whoever it is, it's when we're winning, it's Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Is that right? Is that right? Because we only under Conte, we won six in three. Uh, we won six and drawn three. In the Premier League. So do Tottenham get battered everywhere they go? No, the answer is no. And we have a great opportunity to seize this. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I like the um, it's happened again as well. Because what, what the, the fucking... Exactly. This is what I don't get. The irony is, didn't this result what? happen last year where they were winning and then we fucking turned we, them we over? We beat them 4-2 last year. It's happened <laughs> exactly. It's so, happened. What's happened again? Like yeah. we, we, This is about the, uh, the, the title race, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they've done. They, they, all right, we 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 were we. I mean, this is part of our own do, doing about saying we're coming for you, Leicester City. We're coming for you. When um, you know, we know Tottenham. We knew deep down, all of us knew that we're never going to get there, <laughs> but we still sung it loud and proud, and that's where it's coming from. But the fact, the fact that Leicester are trying to dig us out, Leicester, like they've yeah. won an FA Cup, they've won a the league, they've done more than. In our in our wildest hopes, they've done more than what we what we would envisage. But you're still Leicester City, and we're still Tottenham Hotspur. And the last two times we came to your fucking dump, we have ditched you. <laughs> so just have a little bit of respect, know your place. You're a weird little fucking football club, and it's over for you. You you know what else? I think the um the, the director of um. Program yesterday it must have been a Spurs fan because um, 
as soon as um, the final whistle goes, they just panned in a Madison's face of what felt like ages. <laughs> and they're showing different fans in the crowd just like, shell-shocked. I mean, there's hardly any footage of Ireland. It's just left the fans, just gutted. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm taking it all in. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all about being in the moment, being present. And I was so present just watching that oh, camera pan oh, around. I was watching it, I was just going... <sighs> just breathing on in all of their all their desperations. Like, I, the, the, you've seen the video, haven't you? Of, um, uh, that from, from the Leicester fans end oh, yeah. and yes. we score and you hear them go no and, and don't get me wrong i've been there i've been there no 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 and then it, god bless the lesson fan why the fuck he did this he's got like it's filming he keeps filming and he films everything <laughs> and he captures some of the most beautiful moments you know the video i'm talking talking about yeah 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 uh, I think we retweeted it on on the Fighting Cock. So if you in in some weird where, world where you haven't seen this video, go and watch it. What can I ask you, John? What was your favourite part of that video? Uh, two two bits. One immediately after the ball goes in, there's a pause where it sunk into him that the game's over, and just hear it like very softly under his breath. Fuck off! Yeah, fuck. <laughs> he just didn't, didn't fuck know what off. to do. Didn't know what to say. Didn't know what to do. Just fuck off. That. And then on a more tender note, I, I actually loved it at the end when the whistle goes and you just see Kane on his own just go pelting towards the fans. Yeah, like, arms wide with out. With his hands in the air. It was just, it was a beautiful moment of maybe like there's a corner turned in his mind about where his allegiances should lie. A corner turned from the club and the team in terms of like, it felt a bit like Villa, didn't it? Like this is potentially a result that we that we needed and we somehow managed to pull it out against the odds so yeah those two those two were my favorite bits but you could pick out there like, was so much <laughs> anything it's so much how, how about you t um Everton sanctuary um, put a picture on instagram of um, him celebrating the goal in the crowd there's a steward just on his ass next to sanctuary and he just looked like um i don't know if you remember all those years ago i think england scored a goal in the world cup and the physio just um stacked it and the physio had to be carried out. It might have been the World Cup 2014, the England physio, but there's a picture of him on the stretcher and he just looks completely gormless. That's what the steward looked like. I just, it looked like um, a painting from the Renaissance, that picture that Davison Sanchez posted. <laughs> but there's that. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fan's hat that got chucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was the, yeah. So that was the... Uh, Loris was on uh, uh, Birdvine's back on, just grabbing him. Yeah. And Lucas Moura, who's the king of celebrations, there isn't a, a, like I know that there's been a sort of checkered past between these relationship with Spurs fans and these political allegiances to whoever he chooses to be political to in Brazil. Um, but there isn't a great a celebrator of a goal, but like, he wants to be involved in everything. Like, do you remember the Welsh Mafia with yeah, uh, yeah. Davies and <laughs> and they used to do that thing and, and Lee came up and, and just put the his L up as a Lucas and, and Bao actually looked at him like what are you doing he's like fuck I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm, I'm a part of this if you lot are celebrating I'm celebrating and that's what's happening this is happening and you you got to deal with it and, and yeah but when like you were saying T when he, he grabbed that geezer's hat he's actually I don't know if you've seen the tweet someone made some sort of sort of manga version of those events and there's a pitch there's one of these captions was uh, where Lucas Moura grabbed this geezer's hat and just threw it on the ground, and he he, he tweeted, he, he sort of quote quoted the image and went, "Sorry about that, mate. I just got lost in the moment." <laughs> See, Toby, Toby tweeted like um, Lucas, like at Lucas, 
uh, you need to buy that guy a new hat. Out of Erod. <laughs> Out of Erod, yeah. And it's fucking beautiful. And, 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 but but my, well, I think my favourite, there was two two moments that I loved most about that. It was, well, there was three actually. There's so much in this video. It's about a minute and 30 long, but it's so much. It's like a, a movie. There's so much goes on. And all of it is absolute unbridled glory. Um, but Lucas Moore jumping on the shoulders of a steward and not just like jumping for a moment. <clears throat> he was on it and celebrating with the fans and looking. He, but he, from his perspective, he wanted to, in that moment, look at what the fans were going through. He jumped on the shoulders of, of, of this steward. And the steward, to his credit, didn't just chuck him off. Give him a bit of support. He was actually, he had his arm under his legs. It's like, yeah, go on. So, so, uh, so Lucas Moura was just like looking down and you've seen the picture of his fist up in the air. One of the greatest, most iconic um, photos that we'll see of any of our players. And uh, yeah, he jumped down and Lacelso just trots up. But after it's all sort of dissipating, Lacelso just jumps on the back of another steward <laughs> and lifts himself up and is like, yes! It's like, fuck the stewards! Fuck the stewards! Not only fuck Leicester City, but fuck the stewards as well. And it came from our players. It was unreal. Unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. I can't... I- I've been absolutely buzzing this 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 last 24 hours, boys. I don't know how, how, how you've been feeling. Like, how, like during the day, how you've been processing. Because we haven't won a cup final, have we? we don't, this wasn't about us. You know, there was some, like... Agbonglaho uh, uh, on... Um, uh, on Talksport this morning was saying like he he was saying how amazing the moment was, and he said he saw some stuff on Twitter about Spurs acting like they won a cup final. Um, but it 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 was special. It doesn't matter whether it, it, it was just three points, but it was special. I don't know how how, we, a, how have you been processing the day. There's a tweet that um, Arsenal went like that when they drew against Crystal Palace. But when we equalised, we put the ball straight back in the centre circle and went back to try and win the game. Um, but today's been glorious. You just kind of occasionally look through Twitter, see another video or another meme, and then you go onto your WhatsApp or Telegram groups or whatever, you see more shit. It's just, um, it's just you're just walking on air. I think um, since the Palace game, which is almost a month ago, we've not really played that well since then. We had the Southampton, the Watford game, Morecambe, the two games against Chelsea... We've not played that well, so there's been a lot of frustration building up. And um, I think when we were a goal down, there were people singing Levy songs in, in the ground. And um, the fact that that just got flipped on its head, it's just euphoric. And all day, it's just been like on a cloud. You know, if I'm feeling a bit of a lull in my day, just have a look at Twitter and just see see another great meme that's being made or another video or another angle. I mean, I hadn't seen the um, Hugo Lloris run until this morning. I didn't realise... Obviously, I saw him celebrating the goal. I didn't. Re- it's like um, when Morris scored the winner against Ajax. The videos emerged of Hugo running across the pitch. So I just wanted to see Hugo doing it again, and it's just it's a thing of beauty. And, Mate, um, he, he ran. He, he was like Usain, Usain Bolt. <laughs> he's just ahead, and, it, and and the thing as he's running, it weren't like let me look up. He knew where the the fans were and where the players, and he just put his head down and just kept pumping his arms. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. You love it. You know how big a goal is when the goalkeeper needs to to be a part of it. It needs to be a part of it. John, how have you been processing the day? Mate, um, it's been one of those lovely days where 
you just check into Twitter and, you know, we've spoken about it many times. It can be a very toxic place, but it can also be a lovely place. And today has been a lovely place. I just find myself just going, oh, just thinking about the game and going, I'll just go on Twitter and just like everyone's tweets for the next five minutes. Um, just, yeah, as T said, seeing the memes, seeing the different angles. I actually just rewatched the last like five minutes because I recorded. I knew I'd want to watch it back. So I like recorded it. Uh, and just to see it like on the TV and not watch it on my phone and stuff like that, just turned up the sound and just like reliving the moment when the goals go in. Um, I think it's one of those really interesting things that it's so easy from the outside to poo-poo that and just be like, oh, you look like, you know, you've won the Champions League final. You've Come on, it's only three points in the league. But the fact is like games do not get won like that very often, ever, at any level. Like, You're lucky there, if there you are a handful of it. Yeah, it, ne- it never happens. So this idea of like, well, the three points is the only thing that matters. Sort of devalues the points of like goals. Then you might as well just say every any game, no matter what the score actually was, we'll just put it down as a one nil to the winning team because it doesn't really matter about how it happened. It's just the result, and that's not what football's about, right? That it makes it amazing when things like this happen, and that's what that's what we kind of f- fell in love with. But it's so rare to literally be in a situation where your team is literally losing. You cannot see a way in which you're going to win. And also the the double whammy for for me was we deserved Ooh. to win the game. What we a... played so well and we were two one down, which was why it was so painful at two one, right? Which made it even better <laughs> when we turned it around to three two. John, it, that's exactly what I was going to come on to next. Is like, I don't know if you know this is a fact that and and I know XG is sort of scoffed about or scoffed it's, scoff, it's scoffed at. Sorry, um, but we registered the highest XG. Of no, sorry, it, the amount of XG that we registered in this game was the sixth highest in Premier League history for away games, the sixth highest ever. It was nearly five. So, but if we'd have played this game exactly how we saw it, if we'd have played this game a hundred times, I don't know where I'm going with this. We, a lot of the time, we would have scored five goals. <laughs> we'd have battered them. I we'd mean, have battered um, them. To be to be a bit boring, what was your reaction to the lineup? Because as I said, I, I only saw the lineup when the game started. So, so I wasn't like I wasn't like excited by it because you you know you're playing a three-five-two, which is a formation we want to see after the incredible work we did against Liverpool, and we should have won that game handsome, handsomely. And I was thinking with Wink, Skip, and Hoybier in midfield, is where's the invention? You know, we, we so many. Times... I killed Nuno for that, by the way. I. That was when I went off him when he put those three in midfield. It was a bit critical that I didn't mind, yeah. I thought, fuck off, get off my club. Yeah, but and, and, and if it doesn't work, it's fine to say that, T. It's, it's, uh, we were all in the same same sort of ballpark. And I was thinking, that doesn't look very exciting. But Conte chose it, therefore I'm all on board. And the fact that we, we should have been out of sight in the first half. And that's not for the first time it's happened this season. It's been multiple, multiple times since Conte's taken over where we should have been out of sight. And, and like Conte's tactics will get us to the position where we can score goals. But we, you rely on the individual brilliance of certain players to, to deliver. And if they don't, it's not on Conte. It's on Conte like it was on Nuno if we weren't creating chances. Ooh. But in this instance, it seemed like a defensive side, but we didn't play like one. Like Skip was was being asked to do the Ndombele role, which is not something I've seen him... I mean, I don't know, we've only seen him play 
20 games to Spurs, so why would I have seen it? But Skip was asked to play a more adventurous role, and he did it really well. Not that he, you know, he, he, it's not like he was Zidane going forward, but he was asked to do something that I don't think he's been asked to do for Spurs as a first-team player previously, and he did it really well. So my answer to the question is, as soon as the game started, I felt comfortable. When it was announced, I was like, well, I have questions about this, but who am I to question Conte at this stage? If he's doing it in two years and everything's going tits up, then maybe it'll be a conversation. But I just I just trust him. I just fucking trust him. <laughs> What 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 did you yeah, make you of should. it, John? Yeah, like like T said, I, I think the there were there were words getting floated around about that midfield, oh. stodgy, slow, defensive, etc. Which were all like fair enough because we'd been, I guess, had a little bit of PTSD from Nuno playing that team and it being a bit of a shit result and it not working. But there were some definite fundamental differences. Like I thought Winks had a brilliant game I thought he played really well and I've been really critical of him of basically like I don't know what he does like what does he do where's his best attribute but he was just getting the ball off off the back three and just looking for passes and moving it forward I thought when I saw the lineup that Hoiberg would be the one sitting the deepest and that he would sit there but actually having him slightly further forward kind of got the most out of him from a passing perspective he's actually a very good ball progressor in terms of passing and his ball for Doherty, um, and he played some other really important passes. I thought he played really well. And Skip, yeah, we've not seen him in like a more sort of advanced midfield like three playing in that way in the central three. Again, he was like bombing on and like getting on the end of passes and stuff. And I thought that those three played really well. And I'm not saying long term that's the way forward. Like I don't maybe, think maybe it maybe is maybe it is maybe it maybe it's it certainly in the short term. Maybe it is. I, I would not be I would not be upset seeing that again because I thought actually that they complement each other quite well in there. If you can imagine like just sprinkling like a like a slightly better player than Winks doing that role, like Chelsea have Jorginho. Imagine a player of that quality playing the Winks role. Keeping Skip maybe where he is, and then having like another like more attack minded, creative midfielder in there like suddenly you're going oh my god like if we play like that with slightly better players we could we could really do something um what, and the, the same with win, like win with, the league with, win, win the league we could win the league we could win why can't we win the league why can't we come on <laughs> i mean absolutely can, i think that we absolutely can I win think... the league come on can win the league. I love the fact that eight, the 80 seconds of football has changed our entire <laughs> view of the football landscape Change this podcast for fuck's sake! Come on, oh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's the best. So the best thing that Bergwijn did wasn't scoring that those goals in eighty seconds. It was convincing us that we're going to win the league and we are going to win the league. So Save that is a great day. success. He gave yeah. Flav a good day because a great day. Today wouldn't have been a good day for Flav. Honestly, I woke up in the morning and <laughs> I I obviously because we whenever, whenever football's on, I'm like a, I'm drinking all the time, pretty much. But like when 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 football's on, I'm like. I'm on it. I'm drinking because, it, you know, football and alcohol is synonymous for me, right? It's not healthy, but it just is the way it is. And the end of the game, I was, I was pretty, I was, I was, I was on my way to being very drunk. And uh, yeah, 86 minutes. It was like we said in the in the in the group. I, was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do five statements. I don't, I can't. I was so frustrated because we were so good. We were so good. We didn't deserve to be in a situation where fucking James Madison 
had got a, and both their goals were fluky, not fluky, but they were fortuitous, weren't they? Like there was the um, Tanganga's last ditch challenge before Madison hit the ball, went off the post. Um, uh, Dakar's goal could have been saved. It, it, uh, you know, these goals go in. I appreciate it, but it wasn't. It weren't like they they just tore us apart in the way that we did for 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 the for the third goal or, and Kane's goal as well. But it, it it was just it was just like I was so frustrated. I just I didn't want to do the Patreon podcast after the game, and then obviously we won. And then it was like everything you forget everything. Like Cal made an amazing point, which I didn't properly register for me when we were recording the Five Statements podcast after the game last night. It was that. When you win, you forgive every player for all of their frailties. I forgot everything that I thought about Tanganga for 60 minutes of this game. When we won, it was just like, I didn't care about it. I didn't want to focus on any of it. So, yeah, to, in, a, in a roundabout way, T, I, I woke up this morning feeling wonderful and I felt amazing all day. And about one o'clock this afternoon, me and the missus took the dog out for a walk. And what is supposed to be a sort of bonding experience, you know, you, you've got the dog and your missus and you're walking down country lanes. All I could think about was Bergwijn's winner. That's all I could think about. And there was one moment where I turned around to missus and I said, I can't stop thinking about Spurs. I can't stop thinking about Spurs. I can't stop. They're in my brain. They're, 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 they're flooding my brain. I can't stop thinking about it. And she said, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was bloody amazing. Um, I don't know you, what you, you know. What What was you saying, T? In the night, in the ninety second minute, I weighed up walking out of the room and turning it off. Mate, I was so close well, to turning it off. I weighed up how, to the TV. I was like, Fuck this! How, how, how close, T? Like, talk us through that because I was. I, so I had it on mute from about eighty minutes onwards. It, the the game was on mute. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't have it on mute, so I'm hearing everything, and I'm just thinking, this is fucking bullshit, man. Because. Um, you know, I think the way we performed, we performed quite well. And it's just frustrating. It's felt like um, the Spurs are always on the edge of destruction, always on the precipice of something shit happening. And it feels, and you always have that sense of foreboding when you watch Spurs play. I mean, there's the old adage that we could be final up with a minute to go and we're still thinking, oh my God, let's just keep it tight. Let's <laughs> keep it 5-0. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so we're 2-1 down against a team who... Don't take up a lot of space in our heads, really, but we'd rather, we want to beat them because their fans are a bit gobby and trappy. So they're singing their songs. Just we're two one down, and Brendan Rodgers is a bit doing the whole David Brent, but yeah, you know, course in it, you know. I'm a genius, aren't I? I bring on Harvey Barnes, he goes on and he does bits kind of thing. Like I can see him being a bit smug, and I'm thinking, fucking, we've worked really hard here. You've had um, Matt Doherty, who I went on a bit of a rant on last week, just playing like an absolute god wait 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 I, then, I, 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 we've got to talk about Matt Doherty we all of us have, yeah. to, have to but carry on T just finish your point I mean I've got I mean I've with Matt Doherty I've got to address what I said last week I said he's one of the worst players I've seen and he's got to go okay let's do Matt Doherty right now let's do Matt that, that, that substitution I kind of groaned a bit but then I saw the logic of the substitution after because um, I felt that Royale wasn't given the left back the left wing back anything wasn't giving him any work but Doherty gave Justin, I think, came in on, in, on the hour mark. A lot of work. He just kept pounding down that wing and just kept being a, being a nuisance. I think, though, he was just... Um, I would describe his performance as chaotic, but good chaotic. T, do you, can I ask you a question? Do, do you think that we will get to a stage 
in the near future where we have to apologise to Matt Doherty? You hope, this you, present, you hope, but do you think... At this present moment in time, no, but I want to apologise. I want to be at, at a point where I apologise because, because um, he's a bit like Alan Hutton. He's an Irish Alan Hutton in, in his method of play and the way that he plays football. He's very much just, you know, gets forward, causes carnage in the box... And even the equaliser, it's just him just being there. I mean, he he probably should have headed that goal in. I don't know why he didn't head it, but either way, he came off his chest, came off the keeper, and <laughs> Berg Van Bud was in. But he's just there, just a nuisance, and it's just lovely to see. I mean, as Bud said, it's just just chaos. <laughs> um, John, are you are you ready to apologise to Matt Doherty just yet? I'm not. I'm not ready to apologise just yet, but I am open. Like T said, I'm open to my mind being changed in the future. Um, he did play well. There was a, there were a couple of moments. I mean, the, the not heading it thing turned out great in the end, right? Actually, turned out perfectly because you know if he'd have headed it, he'd have fucking spooned it over the bar. There was another one where the ball got laid to him on the edge of the area on his left foot, and I was watching it at home. I tried and to curl I, it in I, the... As soon as it got laid, as soon as it got laid to him, I just started laughing because I was like, he's gonna fucking shank this with his left foot, and then obviously he just puts it wide, and I just sort of like started laughing, just sort of whispered to myself like, you useless cunt. And then, and then he goes and and has a great like final ten minutes. He, he played he played really well in that game. He played really well, and he did cause them a lot of problems. And like T, what he said was spot on, right? Royale is is a pretty good defensive fullback, right back. Really, is probably his best position. And for certain games, that would be really important for us. But we needed someone with a bit of attacking impetus. And on the left hand side, he, he can't do anything. He just has to check back. But he was. On the right-hand side, on his more favoured side, right wing-back is his best position, and he played really well. If he, if he plays like that and gets you know a steady improvement each week, then it will make the transfer that we all thought was one of the worst in our history suddenly just seem, okay, fine. It was just a par signing that did a job for a couple of seasons. That's fine. Um, do, do you like the idea that Burvine could be a part of our... If, if we're going to play 3-5-2, we need Son. If he isn't fit, then Burvine or Lucas Mora, we need. We definitely need another forward, like a really sort of specialist forward to play in that four, in that two up top. But Bergwijn, and, and, and this has been a conversation that's been having, that we've been having, and it seems to be mooted around Tottenham since Conte's come in, that he likes Bergwijn as a as a forward, not as a, a winger or, or as a, you know, um, a part of a front three. He likes him as a number nine. And that goal he scored last night, was uh, even the, even the finish for the um, the the first goal he scored was sort of Defoe esque. He looks he looks like he could be a number nine in certain situa- situations. And the run he made, and I'm not saying that run was magnificent. It was brilliant because he timed it well. But it wasn't you know any quick forward should be able to sort of read the play and, and make that run. But he did it. Like is Bergvine the important player that you think that that Conte thinks he is? I I hope so. I mean, if you've got if you're endorsed by Conte, then you're winning already. I mean, Ben Davies, Harry Winks, two players who I'm not fond of are endorsed by um, Conte, and it's and it's reflecting in their performances. Um, last night's performance by Bergvine will put give him a lot of confidence. I the biggest issue I have is that the other attacking players we have are just not particularly clinical. Bergvine was clinical last night, but overall he's not, and we need him to get more goals. I think I don't think he scored a goal this season. I think he scored a goal for a long time actually. So 
we need our forward finger players to be more consistent. We can't rely on Hyungmin Son to pull it out of the bag when Kane's not firing. And um, the fact that Kane was a little bit deeper and provided the assist for Bergwijn is encouraging. But, you know, as as it is in football, you're only as loyal as your options. If we're offered a better player than Bergwijn, then <laughs> go. But <laughs> until then, we're loving Bergwijn. Fair enough. We've got a question from uh, Alfie Jackson, and uh, I know Alfie's a good lad, and he's he's moved over to America uh, to be with his lovely wife, and I hope you're happy Aww. over there, mate. Um, but he asked the question: Do you th- do you boys think that re- th- this result and the way it w- played out will prove to be a catalyst for the squad and our season after a difficult few weeks? John, is this could this be a catalyst? It kind of, if you, I'll take you back to when we beat Villa and that. Kane free kick at the death and there were similar scenes like the scenes were comparable weren't they um, when we beat Villa way back in I think it would have been Pochettino's first season it, could this be a catalyst is it, is it as important as we've made it to be over the last 24 hours is it as important to the players and Conte do you think you know it I means think anything? it can yeah I think it can be mate and I think um, the kind of Thinking back to that Villa game, we were kind of there were questions being asked about Poch. But in the main, like the fan base was fairly happy. We could see some progress, steps in the right direction. This is a slightly different scenario because actually we're already on a good run in the league. But there have been some question marks around other games, cup games, and that kind of thing. Um, the thing for me that's like really uh, encouraging about what we've like what we've got going on is that. I tweeted before the game about games in hand and we've got a, we, we've all done it like we've been a bit guilty of being like yeah but if we can win our games in hand we'll be third or we'll be above this team and that team and I'm like now this Leicester game is the start of winning those games and turning those what could be into points and so winning it and winning it in the way that we've done and continuing this unbeaten run under Conte if it, if that can't get motivation in the camp and fire people up and give them the passion to be like we can actually achieve something pretty special. We can not just only finish fourth. We can finish third if we have a great season second, and we just second, go on this run. Second. Can we win the league? Can we win the league? Second or win the league? Can we do that? We can win the league. We can win the league. We can finish second or win the league. Oh, my God. Why can't we win the league? Can we win the league? Why not? All right. All right. Look. Third? Is third off the table? Because we are currently... What it's seven, eight points behind Chelsea? If we if we beat them at Stamford Bridge, and it is a big if because we haven't, you know, we won one game there in the last twenty years or whatever it's been. If we beat them on Sunday, and again, big, big, big if. If we do, let's just live in this nice, warm reality of hope. Not reality. This this falsehood of hope which is where Spurs fans live most of their lives, right? If we can beat them, we are five points behind them with four games in hand. So can we finish third, boys, is what I'm asking. Yes, Yes, we can. And um, I'm actually reading the book. we can. Yes, we can. (laughs) Yes. Obama shit. Yeah. Do you remember (laughs) the last time? A black man became president of the United States. That seemed <laughs> unbelievable. Almost unbelievable as Spurs finished third this season. Yes, we can. Absolutely. I'm reading a book called The Power of Now, which is um, 
little bit of self a little bit of spiritual enlightenment it's a great book. and um, great book. i think we've got to live we've got to think about right now we can't think about the future or the past we've just got to think about the last game you know what we showed last night and um you know, I mean, Flav and I are boxing enthusiasts, sometimes stars make fights. And I think Leicester were perfect for us last night in that um, when they were 2-1 up, they really should have shut the game down. They didn't. We took advantage and we smashed them. And that's a beautiful thing. And on Sunday, if we... I mean, I think even if we draw against Chelsea, I mean... Great result. I'll take a draw right now. It, it would depend yeah. on how we draw. If we tune up and we end up drawing 2-2, we'd be a bit gutted, but... If you look at that through the helicopter view, that 2-2 draw, that would be still a great result. We just need to avoid defeat at Stamford Bridge to still do fine. I mean, right now, the sky's the limit. Um, Eric Dow, I think, has been put to different training along with Romero. So I don't think Romero's been put for Argentina. So it's an international break after this week, isn't there, for some weird reason. So yeah. we've got a week's break. So there's, a, there's an awful lot that can happen. And... Um, it was weird. I mean, Brendan Rodgers' interview last night, I don't know if you guys caught that. He was acting like we didn't deserve to win. He was saying, oh, we were operating off their mistakes, like those mistakes weren't forced. It was just so bizarre. Yeah, but he's weird, isn't he? He he's likes weird. fingers in his bums. That's what he likes. Like he's eating fish and chips and he's asking his missus to finger his ass. That's what. It's, yeah. it's half past five on a Monday night. Leicester have played on Sunday. And he's eating fish and chips with his missus. And he's looking at her and she's not looking at him because she knows what he wants. And he keeps looking at her and she's like, oh, fuck, I'll just I'll stare at the vinegar on the table. Just Hopefully he'll stop looking at me. And eventually, obviously, because it's weird, they've been married for such a long time, she's got to look at him. She has to look at him. But she knows he's staring at her. <laughs> and... He's staring at her because he wants one thing and she doesn't want to do it. She's sick of it. She's absolutely sick to the back teeth of fingering him at the dinner table. It's got it's got so bad. It's got to that, that level. Now, it's got that level that now he has to have a code. What he does is he gets he gets those little um, sachets of tartar sauce. And the further the finger goes in, the more he squeezes in his mouth. And he's just looking at it dead in the eye. <laughs> he's got a set in the eye. And his mouth's just filling up with tartar. <laughs> he's got his legs in the air like a beetle as well. While this is all happening. On the yeah. table. Yeah, they're face to face. She's standing over him. Fingers going in and he's just squeezing the tartar. In no, no it starts. It starts with him just eating normal dinner, right? Everything's like normal. There's like doilies on the table and like sort of a tablecloth that's way too big for their oval dinner table. And he um he just puts both legs on the table, feet up, loafers still on. And that's Moccasin's still on. <laughs> Moccasin <laughs> Loafers. Moccasin's still on. And it and, and she knows that that's the sign he wants to be fingered while eating fish and chips when he puts both his legs on the table. Not tonight. Is he wearing driving gloves as well? Yeah, I, I think he is. I see there. But but he's he's cut he's cut the ends of the driving gloves off, so his fingernails are still poking out out of the end. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he can't uh, he can't get the lid off the tartar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 We've got another question here from. <laughs> Rhett, I think that's the name of the podcast, isn't it? Tartar sauce. Um, Reb, uh, Reb, Reb is happy. Um, go and follow Reb. She's a wonderful girl, and uh, she always always asks the the very worst questions. Uh, her Twitter is at Reb is happy. 
Uh, how many of our squad players would you let bum you in order to experience that night again? Now take this into a, like fully consider this. There's no fallout to this. This just happens in a room at Hotspur Way. You have to go there. You've been delivered there by a chauffeur. You want to experience that again. Are you willing to give up your anal virginity to any squad member you, you choose? And, and there may be more than one. Would you be willing to do that or just would you just wait for the next one? If everyone else gets to experience it, then yeah, I'm probably let about six, maybe seven tops. I can't, I can't, seven, seven, seven first team players. Um, yeah, take it, take it in turns. I think you're just joking. I don't think you're really willing to take seven of the first team in your, in your bar. Okay, may, 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 maybe two, two and a half. I reckon I'm about to pass out by the, by the third one, but yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I would do it. I think I would do it just because I could. Who's going to get that opportunity ever in their lives? <laughs> No one. I don't care about is, experiencing that again. I'll just do it because fuck, I've got to do this. Like I've got, I've got one life, John. One life. If I can go into a room and be buggered by Davinson Sanchez, then I want to fucking do it. I can take it. I um, if you could like pick and choose. So in other words, it wasn't just like one after the other or like right now. If I could basically say. Yeah, in theory, like I'll have it, and I'll just a bit like you know, if you're a bit hungover and you have Barocca in in the house, you're like, oh fucking, hell, I need a bit of a pick me up. You today. love a Barocca as well, don't like, you? you absolutely love. I love I've got I've got some in my ear. I absolutely love a Barocca. <laughs> but if you know, if you're feeling down, you need a bit of a pick me up. Imagine this was the same thing, right? You, you're you know, had a shit week at work, feeling a bit down. Results haven't been going Spurs' way. Fucking Mrs. giving you jib, whatever. And then you just think, send Winksy in. Send yeah, but Winksy but, in. but but my question to you be would would be if if. Dane Scarlett comes in, you'd be like, oh, no, not him. Yeah, I want one of the big can names. Get, if I'm going to get bummed, I want to get bummed by a celebrity. Can you get no, skipping, please? Get skipping. <laughs> yeah. Get not, skippy on uh, I'm, I'm not... Yeah. Like, getting bummed by Dane Scarlett would be like being at a secondary school when you know that a player of Tottenham Hotspur is coming to talk in assembly and it ends up being Dane Scarlett. It's also, like, I feel like you want Harry Kane, but Dane Scarlett shows up and everyone claps, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't fuck it. That's not enough." Yeah, so I feel like he's young enough that I could get arrested for grooming, even though he's bumming me. It's like you know, the thing is though, right? If Skip, if Skip does end up rooting me, at least he put some prime Merzam up there as well. You know what I mean? So that wouldn't be too bad, you know. Yeah, bit, bit of Merzam up the Kyber, then he follows it. Yeah, not bad. I, I like the idea that he's inside you and then thumbing uh, or fingering. Thumbing, thumbing coke in. Thumbing coke into your ass. <laughs> Thank you for that, Rebecca. Once great again. Question. What's a great question? Uh, Cock and Ball uh, podcast, podcast I went on the other day. He says, Amsterdam or Leicester? I mean, it's not a question, is it? But... Yeah, come on. The thing is, is that there's not many other... I mean, obviously in basketball, you get buzzer beaters and, and whatnot, but... um, What's that mean? Buzzer beaters? So buzzer beaters when they get a shot and it goes in as a buzzer goes in and they win the game. Oh yeah, they, they, so so the buzzer can go. So as long as the Any ball time. was left the hand, it, yeah. it counts, right? Yeah. So it's not like a football where the referee waits for a passenger to play and he blows a whistle. Basketball ends at an arbitrary time, and everyone can didn't, see the clock. Didn't we? Um, didn't we have a, like a last minute like turnaround against Swansea? A few years yes. Back. Del- Delhi. That was fucking must. That was quite similar. We forget that about that, don't we? Similar. Was that a league game yeah. or a cup? 
It was a the, league game. We, league we had game. the orange, we had the yellow kit, I think, and Janssen had a decent game as well. So Janssen was a doherty of that day. So that, that that would have been a time where we were kind of flying. It kind of felt like the beginning of the descent to mediocrity that we found ourselves towards the end of Pochettino's reign. But it was like a highlight uh, during that period. I think we were chasing Leicester that season, you know. Yeah. It might have been around. Is that right? Was that, oh, was that kit? Yeah. You remember it but, um, didn't you? The thing is, is that... um. There's not many other experiences in life you can compare to last night as a Spurs fan. I mean, obviously you may get drugs and alcohol and good nights, but there's something wholesome as a Spurs fan. I think every Spurs fan in the world just sees that and just reacts the same way. And, you know, um, obviously social media is an intrinsic part of our lives. Now you go on there and everyone's just feeling the same way you do. You just feel, just feel validated because... Uh, I mean, I'm watching it with my brother and um, he says, you know, the game's finished and he's like, oh, you know, you, you guys actually did play well, just the usual platitudes. And I'm thinking, yeah, just fuck Leicester. What? And then, then the two goals go and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just screaming. Fuck you, brother. Boys. Fuck you, brother. <laughs> T, can, just, I, can I ask you, so I know your brother doesn't support Spurs, he supports another Premier League club, but what what, what does he make of, what because like, uh, you know, when you're following your football club, you're, you're in and, and you can't be objective. You're always going to be subjective. We all are. And it's it's difficult to to be subjective. It really is. No, sorry. It's difficult to be objective about Tottenham. But but your brother doesn't support Spurs. But if you have you had a conversation about the current plight at Spurs, what does he think about us? Um, he's, he's very objective. He's very much neutral. He does like Spurs. I mean, um, the time, I mean, I'm showing my age a bit, but the time when our dealers in Villa yeah, joined um, Spurs was formative time in his life and he remembers all the ticker tape and all that stuff I mean people gubbed us 7-0 that season that's another story but he thinks that um, he thinks that all is not lost so we could be back on the up I mean a lot of the time it's feast or famine I mean as I said last night the Levy songs came out which is normally an indicator that we're doing really really badly but he doesn't he doesn't feel feast or famine he feels that um, there's still a void for that fourth spot even the third spot and that we can still do it so sometimes when you when you look at a piece of art closely, you don't see the beauty of it. When you look at it further back, so i.e. being a neutral fan, you see, you know what, Spurs are honestly in a terrible position. There's still improvement that can be made in the squad, but, you know, it's not. It's nowhere near as bad as um, Doomonger say it is at Spurs. I've been to the uh, uh, Tate Museum and I, I've uh, looked at some Turner paintings. And when I go up close, I go, that's just fucking puke, basically. But when you step back, you go, well, he's actually better than I thought he was. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, um, <laughs> a life lesson for everyone there. Turner is puke up front. If you if you yeah. look at a Turner painting within, within a metre, puke on a yeah. fucking canvas. Yeah. That's not true. Absolutely he's shit. a... Fu- anyone, go, if, you, if you have a moment to go to the Tate, and look at Turner paintings, they will blow your mind. It's incredible. Anyway, we've got a uh, final question before we uh, close this wonderful podcast. Uh, THFC Jello, he says, for those of you who have done drugs, which was better, the highest high you've ever had or the last three minutes of this game? T, I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. All um, right, or, or, or I can answer if you don't want to. I, I can go first. Um the thing with being the thing of that high is often a very singular thing. Only I can experience what I'm experiencing. So everyone else is not experiencing it at the same time, unless you're at a rave where everyone's on 
pills and whatever and everyone experiencing it. But I feel that at Spurs, I think it's just a communal sense of it. I mean, if me and you go to a rave tonight for like, and trying to spend it tomorrow, not every, everyone listening won't share the experience because they weren't there. But neither the, none of the three of us was at the game. But we were all talking about it like we were, like we were... Like we were high fiving Lucas and and Sanchez. So I think last night probably was better than than any any drug high. I'd say. You've never done crack, T. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a that's, that's a final frontier. <laughs> um, I or, or, so I, I wasn't in the stadium, and I think to, to to fully experience that moment, you had to be one of the three thousand that were there. Yeah. And as as great as it was for all of us to witness on television and, and elsewhere wherever you are in the world you felt a magical moment right but being in the ground as it happened right in front of your face that is something else and I can categorically say that I've done a lot of drugs in my life but nothing nothing comes close to when Spurs beat Arsenal 5-1 in, in the uh, Wervon Cup or whatever it was back in 2008. Nothing nothing comes. I put a lot of shit in my body. Dick. <laughs> ecstasy. Coke, tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. A lot of horseradish. And all of it was a lot of fun. But nothing comes close to the high that you get in that moment. And what T said about celebrating with other people around you. You can't manufacture that. That is pure ecstasy. That's pure euphoria. Our brains and our body are capable of making, enabling us to feel amazing things. If, you, if you're in line with what's happening and then what happens on the pitch amongst the group of players that you believe in more than anything, but more than that, the shirt that they'll wear on the back is religious to you and then they give you everything you could possibly hope for as you saw in the eight seconds the end of the game yesterday there is no drug on earth that will ever compare to that no there is no sexual event there is no there is no relationship that you could have with another person it's not that spurs in that moment is better than the relationship you have with your people with with, with your your partner or your kids that over a period those relationships will give you much more. But in that moment, nothing, nothing compares. Nothing. And and, and it's, it's such a shame that people who don't watch football or sport, when they dismiss it as a, just a game, they don't understand it. Because that, for my mate Charlie Marks, and he's probably listened to this, and he's been on the podcast many, many years ago, and I've known him for a long, long time. He was in that stadium, and he was a part of that mess at the end, that what he felt then would have been in the top five experience of his of of his life, I think. And it's magical. And Spurs have given that to us, but more to the point, we've enabled it by being a part of this football club. He fucking yeah. burst into tears, there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the the beauty the beauty of it as well of of other than just the extreme high, is that as part of like being, you know, as T said, being part of that community, is you get to ride it for long. It's not like, it's not just like, you know, I don't know, I've had some great nights out, right? But the next day was a fucking horror show. Yeah. And I wish the day before never happened. There's no like, come down The with high this. does not out. Yeah. No, if anything, 
I'm enjoying today as much as I enjoyed it. Not in the same like peak, but like I've basically had a high for an entire day with a group of all my mates are involved in it. We're all riding the same buzz for a day, and this will continue until kickoff of the Chelsea game. It's but, but, fucking and, and, and this is it. It's like every time there's a lull, you're we're sending a picture or a video. We're sending. We 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 reliving it again. Like before we started recording this podcast, I was watching the highlights again, and then I was going on Twitter and watching the celebrations in the in the away end, uh, and 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 then I was like looking for bits in the video that we talked about earlier about like Kane spreading his arms and running towards a fan base that just three months ago didn't want to see him play for Spurs ever again, and now we find ourselves in a situation where our captain. Uh, you know, a, a place where we never thought we were going to actually get to. Our captain is running towards us with his arms opening, wanting to absorb as much of this fucking glorious moment as possible. Whereas three months ago, he wouldn't even tweet our fucking name. Oh. And now look at what we're doing. Now look what's happening. And it might just be one game. It may just be one game. We may be getting a carried away. But why the fuck wouldn't you want to feel like we're feeling right now? This is what football's about. I think that's the end of the Fighting Cop podcast. Felonious Filth, I love you so much. John Bass, I love, I love you so you. much. And uh, and what's utterly amazing about having a podcast like the Fighting Cock is the get is the fact that when something like that happens, we get to relive it again together. Absolutely, mate. Tottenham get battered. Get battered. Everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. So get battered everywhere they go, everywhere they go. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network.